Well, hey, good morning. Welcome to City Church. And today we're going to be talking about being more than a conqueror, being more than conquerors. I just want you to know that I love to win. My name's Neil, and my confession is, is I love to win. I mean, seriously, I love to win. I will do just about anything to win at board games, at sports, whatever it may be. Like, I hate to lose, and I love to win. So I can tell you this, that I hate losing so much that our Monopoly board in our Monopoly game may have some community chests that are ripped up and destroyed because I kept getting, like, go back to jail. And so let's just get rid of those <laughs> in frustration. I hate losing. <laughs> I love to win. I, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't know what it is uh, in me, but I, I see my mom has had it, that competitive nature of just, like, loving to win. I love to be on the winning side. And so you think about that in sports and in games and what about in life? You know, how do you, how do you feel about life, winning in life, loving to win? We hate to lose in life, don't we? We hate to walk through things that it feels like we're losing over and over again. And um, one thing with, with losing in life is, you know, sometimes it's really easy to start looking at our team, isn't it? Everything has to do with everyone else. The reason I'm losing is everyone else's fault. It's the people around me. And so we start to blame our job. We start to blame our boss. If we start to feel like we're losing in life. And, and in life, when you start to feel like you're losing, you start to blame your friends. You start to blame your family. And you look back at life and you, and you look at your upbringing. And then you're blaming your family even more. <laughs> like they screwed up and that's why I'm losing. Well, what about spiritually? Spiritually, when you look at your spiritual walk with Jesus Christ, this thing that God invites us in on, this, this journey of following him, the long obedience in the same direction, that type of walk, are you winning in your spiritual journey right now? Are you winning the spiritual battles that are in front of you? Or maybe you're like me, because we get that way even about spiritual journey. When we start to feel like, man, I am losing so many spiritual battles, it starts to become everyone else's fault, doesn't it? Because like taking accountability for my own spiritual journey sounds so different than going, it's so much easier to just look around. Well, you know what? It's actually the people I've surrounded myself with. That's why I'm losing in my spiritual journey. That's why I'm not growing in Christ is because it's the people I've surrounded myself with. It's that pastor. I'm sorry if I'm your pastor. <laughs> it's it's that, that group of people that I've surrounded myself. It's that church. It's that church. That's why I'm losing in my spiritual journey. It definitely couldn't be that what God's offered you, you, you might be saying you're kind of dipping your toe in it and not really jumping full throttle into it. In our spiritual journey, we actually can have an opportunity that we are growing, we are vibrantly pursuing Jesus Christ, and our relationship with God is, is full of his goodness. The Spirit of God dwells within us. In our spiritual journey, we can be growing. 
It's been my experience as, as we talk about winning and losing and being more than a conqueror. Sometimes we need to take the focus off of everyone else and what they're doing and how they're not winning and start to look at, like, what is God inviting you into? What is God doing in your heart that you could say yes to today? Because he's created you to be a conqueror, even a conqueror in your spiritual journey. The things that are, that are too big for you right now, those mountains that seem too high to climb, the, the problems in life that just keep coming back and keep coming back, and it seems like you're just kind of going through this rotating door of problems. You can be more than a conqueror, but it's what the Spirit of God dwells within us. It's what He does within us that actually creates this, this winning attitude. It's not always everyone else. It's not always everyone else's fault, is it? Sometimes we have to look at what is God doing inside of me and what am I saying yes to? You can be more than a conqueror. And that's today's title, being more than a conqueror. There was a time in my life that I was really losing. I, uh, I lost so many battles and on the physical, I was really losing. I would consider myself a loser. I, I, I hate losing, but in life, I was a loser for quite a while. And there was a moment, there was a season in my life that all happened out of a moment that I finally came to the conclusion, I am losing. And I almost lost my life due to the things that I was doing to myself that created such a losing attitude in me. And so I woke up in the morning and I took everything out of my pockets and everything in my car that was, was adding to this losing behavior and I threw it out the window. And I said, from this moment on, I am no longer going back to those addictions, back to that, that way of living. And I went home at, um, after waking up in the morning, I went home and I, I created this, this uh, atmosphere of, I have to become a winner. And, and something in me, it changed in that moment that I threw everything out of the door. Now, I know what you're probably thinking is like, Neil, you littered. I understand that. I, I get that. So I did. I littered. I'm, I'm really sorry for that. But what happened in that moment was I had a bunch of stuff in my life that was creating a losing behavior. And I was a loser. My attitude was everyone else is wrong. Everyone else is doing me wrong. I would be so much better if I had better friends, if I had a better support group. And everything was hinged on what everyone else wasn't doing for me. And so I woke up that morning and I threw everything out of the door of my car. And ever since then, my life has been different. I've, I've created new behaviors. I've I've had, uh, I actually gave my life to Jesus Christ fully and said, you know what, I surrender everything to you, Jesus. And so as I was thinking about, like, what's it like to be more than a conqueror? I think we have those moments in life that we create in this, this moment in life where you go, you know, enough's enough. Enough is enough. Like, I have to do something. I got to make a change. And it's not up to somebody else to make the change for us. It's something that happens on the inside. A lot of people want to change by moving their feet and walking to the next thing. But the, the thing that God wants to change, he always wants to change our hearts. 
And so that was my moment in time where God said, you know, and I I rededicated my life to Christ and I said, you know what, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, because I'm sick of this. And you would think that I went home and I watched Passion of the Christ and like my life was complete, you know, in a week's time, I was completely, you know, never went back to my old behaviors and, you know, everything's been, no, that's not the story at all. It was like a long period of time, about two years of people in my life invested in me and going, hey, Neil, you know what it's like to be a loser. Like, don't go back down that road. And so it was like, it wasn't a week, it wasn't a month, it was this long journey of just constantly surrendering my life over to Jesus and trusting what the Spirit was doing in me. So Paul had the same exact experience. He had the same experience. He knew what it was like to please people. Paul was like the most religious person that he surrounded himself with. He was the head of the religious group that would go out and shut down things that weren't under their jurisdiction. And so Paul was actually, he was like, if religion was riding a roller coaster, Paul was like a base jumper in Chicago for religion. This is who he was. And so he had this time where he was actually on a journey and he was on a donkey And God knocked him off the donkey and said, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Why why are you persecuting me? Why, Why are you seeking after people that are actually on my side? They're people that I've called to my name. Why are you persecuting me? And Paul had this radical transformation in life. A complete revision of life. Even so much that God took his vision away for three days. So he had to, he had so much going on in his past life that God had to take his vision away to give him a new vision of what his life is for. And so during that time, Paul had this transformation of his heart that said, I'm living a losing lifestyle. I've surrounded myself and and I'm trying to do these things on my own. And so God rewired his heart and created the apostle Paul out of that. And now Paul knows how to win. Paul knows how to win. He's always been a fighter, but now he knows how to win on the winning side. And so that's what we're going to be looking at today is what is it like to be more than a conqueror? What does Paul have to say to the church of Rome of being more than a conqueror, more than than what's right in, in front of us, more than a conqueror? And so I'd love for us to look at Romans 8, as we dive into this and see what Paul has to say to the church on what it's like to be more than a conqueror. It says Romans 8.31. We're going to look at these verses. I'm going to break them down verse by verse. Romans 8.31 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? So Paul, we're picking up right in the, towards the tail end of chapter 8 of Romans, and we've been in that for the last three weeks. We, we've just been hanging out in chapter 8. It's so good. So Paul says, what shall we say to these things then? And so these things, so he started off the chapter with, you are no longer living in condemnation. Nothing can condemn you because Jesus Christ has taken all that away. 
So what shall we say to these things? Paul says earlier in that chapter, what shall we say to these things, which is the spirit of God dwells within you. Jesus Christ paid the way that the spirit of God actually lives inside of you. What shall we say to these things? How should we live? What's in accordance with God's will to these things that Paul has already said? If God is for us, then who can be against us? So if you're at home right now, if you're watching this on your phone, I want you to say that because, you know, when you say something, there's this thing that happens that you actually start to believe what you say. So if you said a lot of things about God in your life, you start to believe those things about God. If you said things about other people in your life, then you start to believe those things. So I want you to say this. It says, if God is for us, say, if God is for us, then who shall be against us? I love that question. If God is for you, then who can come against you? How can't you be more than a conqueror in life? How can you not live this life that is actually growing and it's vibrant with God? Because if God is for you, then who can be against you? You are on the winning side. You win. God has already fought the battles that needed to be fought to capture your heart. And so you're on the winning side today. If God is for you, the creator of heaven and earth who spoke this universe into existence, the universe that we can't even see, we can't even see all of it. We can't see it. We don't even get to visualize everything that God's created we can't even see it with the most, the, <laughs> even with your iPhone. You, you can't see it. You can't see the universe. If that God is for you, then who can be against you? And what Paul's saying is, you're on the winning side. You jumped on the winning side. There's this relationship with the Father that he's for you now. Because you're walking in his blessing. And if he's for you, then who can come against you? Man? People's words? Challenges? Who can be against you? They don't have any weight compared to who God is. They hold no value to who God has called you to be. People's words mean nothing compared to who God has called you to be. Because if God is for you, then who can be against you? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charges against those whom God has chosen it is God who justifies, who then is one who condemns. No one, Christ Jesus who died, more than that who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God also interceding for us. Remember, we are not just winners on our own account. You are not just a winner because of of your own account, you are a winner because Christ Jesus died for you to call you God's own, his son, his daughter. So we don't just win because of our actions or how good we are at something. We win because Jesus Christ says we win. 
He said we win. He sent, God sent his own son to pay for us to be winners, to be on the winning side. If God was picking a team and he lined everybody up, you remember this in grade school where they line everyone up on the line? I hated this. And I think I've shared this like three times in preaching. I, it's, a, it's a deep wound, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> but they, they would line everyone up on the line. Okay, everybody get on the line. You get stand on the line, everybody. And then you'd have two captains that would come out and they'd point to you. I want you on my team. Oh, me. Well, for me, it was normally like point to five or six other people. And then, like, I'll take Neil, I guess. You're over here. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for. <laughs> Thanks for picking me. I just want you to know that the Lord has, because he's paid for all of these things, he's, he's paid to be the captain of the team, that he points to you today. He, he says, you, I'm choosing you. You, come over here. You're on the winning side. Get behind me. If I'm for you, then who can be against you? If my voice matters, then who cares what the other voices say? If I'm for you, then if you're doing what I've called you to, then, then who could be against you? Huh? Who, who, who compares to God? And he calls to us. He calls to us as sons and daughters. And he says, I paid for everything. Like, come on this side. You're not on the losing team anymore. You're on my side. It's us. It's our team. Here's what happens when you start to believe that. I mean, even as I'm saying that, I can just tell the Holy Spirit's just like, yes, yes, yes. Like, that's the word of God. That's what the whole Bible was intended to do, is to let you know that you win. Yes. But here's what happens when you start to believe that. Paul goes on to say in verse 35, then who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Man, if you're on the winning team, then like who's going to stand in between you and God? Who's going to separate you? Who's going to take you? Hey, no, no longer. You're not on the winning team anymore. You got to go back on the losing squad. Who's going to do that? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? So he starts listing off these things that are, that are fears. He starts listing off these things. Like, I thought I was on the winning side, God. Why am I going through so much suffering? I thought I was a winner. Why are people persecuting me? Why are they saying nasty things about me? I'm on the winning side. Because you started to believe that you're a winner and Christ has called you as a son and his daughter. So what's going to happen? 
trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, no clothes even wear. Man, you can't even like get something on you because you can't afford it. There's this time in life where your finances are just getting hit. And you're like, I would love to go get some new clothes, but I can't. What's going to come against you? Danger or the sword? What's going to come against you? You started to believe that you're a winner. Christ has called you as a winner. And all these things are going to hit you all at once. And it comes in years, doesn't it? It comes, it comes in months. And it comes with you know, trouble sometimes. And then hardship. Hardship follows right after trouble. And then, then you have the fear. Fear starts to well up inside of us. And these things come against you. You know why they're coming against you? Because you are a God's son and you're a God's daughter. And he has called you a winner. And so what the enemy tries to do is send everything he can in your life. Everything that he has on this earth. He tries to hit you with these things to try to take you out of the game. To, to snatch you out of the game and create this mentality and this attitude, I guess I'm a loser. Because like I started following Jesus and all the troubles of the world started hitting me. As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are, like, con we are considered as sheep ready to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You're on the winning side. God has called you his own. He has picked you out. He has hand-selected you. You are on the winning side. All the hardship in the world hits you. We go through suffering. Just because you're a winner doesn't mean you're not going to suffer. Everything hits you, tries to take you out of the game. And then Paul says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So you're not only a winner, you're not only on the winning team. God selected me. I'm on the winning team now. Not only are you a winner on the winning team, but you are a conqueror. A conqueror, because on God's team, God has already conquered things. In the authority of the Spirit of God living inside of you, you can speak into existence that same power and authority that Jesus Christ has that you have now, because the Spirit of God lives inside of you, and you can your prayers come with power now. You are a conqueror. So what seems to be immovable or unshakable on the earth the situations the sufferings the things that Paul talked about the hardship the persecution the danger the sword those things that seem to be like I can't conquer these things Paul says you can conquer these things and not only are they conquered on this earth but the more the more part of conqueror, the more part means that not only are they conquered on earth, but they're also conquered in heaven. 
So the things that you pray for today, the things because you are on the winning side, you are a winner, you're not only a conqueror, but you're more than a conqueror. You may not see everything that you pray for happen. You may not see the same freedom that you experience happen in somebody else. You may not see like the things that you really prayed for and you're really hoping you know, the things would happen in the same way that you prayed for them. But not only on earth, but there is a heaven and there is an eternity. And in eternity, there is no more tears. There is no more hardship. There is no more trouble. There is no more persecution. There is no more famine. There is no more nakedness. There is no more danger. And there is no more sword. And so not only are we conquerors on this earth and we can pray God's will on this earth because the Spirit of God lives within us, but we can go and trust that in eternity, in heaven, all these things, we are more than just conquerors of this earth. We are more than that. We can trust that in heaven, all those things will happen. More than conquerors. For I am convinced... That neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future, or any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul ends his final thoughts of everything that he's described in this chapter of verse Chapters, chapter 8 of no condemnation, that, that you are a Christ calling. He has called you his own. That the Spirit of God dwells within you. You have the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. That Jesus has paid the ultimate price for your life to, to set you up and put you on a line and say, I want you. You're on my team. You're on the winning side. There's nothing, there's nothing whatsoever, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. There's nothing that can snatch you back. Get back over to the losing side. There's nothing that can take you by the hand or pick you up and take you off of God's team and go, nope, you're not on God's team. I saw what you did last night. (laughs) You're on the other side. You're on the losing team. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ in Christ Jesus. Because of what he did, there's nothing that can separate us. We are God's called. We are God's children. He loves us unconditionally. There's no conditions to God's love. And so you might be thinking, like, that's, that's really cool. So go and live my life exactly as I want to live it and just do all the things that make me happy. And then, like, there's nothing that separates me from God's love. I'm here to tell you the truth. Here's the thing is you can be on the winning side and live in the losing side. You can be a winner in Christ, but you can also live a life that's completely a loss. God has so much more for us, so much more for his children. And so we can be winners. We can be winners where we've been snatched. God says, yep, you, I want, you're on my side, you're on my team. And then we go back to our same behaviors. We go back to looking at everyone else around us and blaming everyone else for the things that we want to see grow in us, the things that we want to see change in us. It must be somebody else's fault. Must be somebody else that needs to change because I want to change. It's just not happening. 
So being on the winning side of God, being more than a conqueror today, here's what, here's what it means. It means that God is your coach. It means that he's your coach. We, we all want a life coach, if we could afford one, right? We all want a life coach. But what it means to be more than a conqueror is that God is your coach. You're on his team. You're on God's team. And so he's your coach. And you're more than a conqueror because he's the number one person on the team. But when we step away from God as our coach and we start to take back, you know what? I kind of like being my own life coach, doing the things that I like to do. That's when we go back to the losing behavior. This relationship with God of you know, what shall separate us, the, the, the trials and the, the, the uh, hardship that comes and the suffering. And when God is your coach, you run to him for your refuge and, and you grab a hold of him in the middle of storms to find peace. And, and he's your rock that you stand on when God's your coach. But when we face hardship and trials and in and suffering, and, and we run away from God, it's so hard. We feel so abandoned. We feel so alone, and we feel like God's not even there when the entire time God's like, come back. Get back on my team. You didn't have to face this on your own. This is why I sent my own son, so that he could actually accomplish everything that you faced He's faced it all, and he could be there, in there with you. He's walked through it. You know when you walk through something in life with somebody else, man, you've walked through this before. Like, I, I would love to know how did, you, how did you continue to walk forward when you're walking through a really hard time in your marriage, and you get around somebody who's walked through a hard time in their marriage, and they've been married for 40 years. Jesus knows everything that we've walked through. Be on the winning side. Be on the winning side. There's nothing that can separate you from his love, but there is things in our life that we can definitely say, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and take this back, and this is my life, and I'll go ahead and live it as I want. It's this constant heart of surrender and saying, nope, God, you paid the ultimate price for me. I surrender over to you everything in my life. Every single day, every single week, when you start to want to just take that back, and you're like, man, I'm, I'm starting to kind of go back to losing behaviors. I'm not living as a conqueror right now. The main thing that you're up against is, is that you've taken back stuff in your own life, and you said, you know what, I'm not surrendering that to Christ anymore. So here's the words, guys. I just want to end with this. Welcome to the winning team. No, welcome. <laughs> it's great to have you on, on the team. Like, we're so excited that you're on the team. Welcome to the winning side. God wins. Read the rest of the book. Go through Revelations. Get to the end of the book, and you will see that Jesus Christ is coming back for his bride, which is the church, and he wins. He defeated death. He defeated death once and for all. Jesus Christ did. He died. He was buried for three days, and he defeated death. There is nothing that compares. There is nothing in our life that can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. He wins. Welcome to the winning side.
Hey, you're more than a conqueror. You, you can truly do this. I know this sounds like a self-talk, but it's not a self-talk. This is like truth that the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the winner. And when you're on his side, you become part of the winning team. So, hey, check out. Like, we're going to win. So if you, if you love to win, like, jump on the winning team today. If you want to lose, like, go ahead and get around a bunch of other people that are losers. Be a winner today. Jump on Jesus' team. You win. And so surrender your life to Christ once and for all right now. Do it now. He's calling to you. He points to you and he says, I want you on my team. So if you've been living your life for yourself and just trying to make things happen and it's frustrating and you feel like you're alone in a lot of battles, I invite you today to say, Jesus, come into my heart and fill me with your love. Be on the winning team. Do it today. Why wait till tomorrow? Why live another day of losses? Jump into the winning column. If you're on the winning team, if you've been following Jesus for a while, I just got something that's so important for you this morning. Does your, does your heart break for people that are losing right now? Like, is it just okay? That's, that's fine. Like, they're, they're just losing that life. Their, their spiritual walk is just a mess. Their marriage is a mess. Their kids are a mess. Their, their life is a mess. Is it, is it, is it just fine that, that people around us are losing would you dedicate your heart to, to getting the gospel out? The gospel is the good news that people can win. I know we want to make everything about us, and it's so hard to fight that. But I want you to know that this journey with Christ and making it about you and how does this affect you and what are you getting out of it and all those types of things, that's losing behavior. Winners don't think that way. That's what losers do. And so repent. Change your heart. Say, you know what, God, I, I have. I have just been thinking about how everything affects me. And I haven't even thought about there's so many people that desperately need the good news of Christ. And what it looks like is it's, it's us sharing, hey, you're a winner. You're a winner. Like, don't let anything take you out of that game. The number one trap right now that I have seen the enemy using is some of the words that Paul shared. You know, some of those, like I hear a lot of those words as fear, but the number one trap that the enemy is using right now to take Christians out of the game and being on the winning side and, and inviting other people, come be a winner. The number one trap is like, what about me? You're a winner. You're a winner. You win. You are more than a conqueror. Don't let that trap be take you out of the game. I see that over the body of Christ, over the church. Well, what about me? You know, how am I getting passed up? How am I getting missed? What about my needs? Winners don't think that way. Winners get their needs supplied by Jesus Christ. 
It's God that's going to fill those holes in your heart, those needs that you feel that another person is supposed to meet, even a pastor. It's only the Lord that's going to meet you in that. Winners think, how do I tell other people that they could also win? That's what winners do. And so I just invite you, if that's been you for a while, just invite you to rededicate that heart and just say, you know what, God, I have. I've gotten really focused on what about my needs, but I want to focus as a winning, as somebody who's a winner and more than a conqueror. I want to focus on getting this great news that people are winners out to the world. And what that takes is it takes your heart, it takes your time, it takes your money, and it takes your energy. It takes it all. It says, God, use me as a beacon of light to the winning side. Whatever you need to do, use me, God. And so I just invite you to do that today. Like, why hold on to to something that, that is definitely not a winning behavior. Take on the winning behavior of saying, you know what, I want to dedicate my life to telling people that they are also winners. Get the good news out. So I just want to pray for you. Thank you so much for, for listening to this message. I hope that it hit home with you. I know that it hit home with me as we've been going through the book of, of Romans um, every single week. It's like, it's exactly what I need to hear. And this week... I need to hear this. I need to hear this. It's really easy to get my eyes focused off of God's word sometimes and what it, the truth is. And you start to get your focus onto what people say or what our culture says or any of that. And so God's word, just root yourself in this. This is where it's at. This is his word. This is what he wrote for you because you are his son and you are his daughter and you are a winner. God, just thank you so much that you've done everything for us, that you've captured our hearts, that you've, that you've taken us in, that you've protected us in the middle of storms, that, that you've always been there, Lord, even when we've tried to run, even as we try to run. I just love that no matter the height or the depth, no matter how far away that we've tried to get from you, you are always there. And so, Lord, um, just thank you that this week could be different. I just pray for a winning behavior over anyone that listened to this message, that there would be a more than a conqueror behavior, not only fixated on what we see in the present realm and what we see on this earth, but would you focus our eyes on what eternity is going to look like, that we are more than a conqueror, not only today, but also for eternity. Would you change our focus off of the, the um, things that are right in front of us, the, the little things that are right in front of us that are way small compared to you? Change our focus, God. Would we live out this week in the rest of our lives as more than conquerors? In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, be blessed. Have a great week, and we'd love to see you uh, next Sunday, 9 o'clock and 1030. We'd love to see you. It would be amazing to to have you here right, right in our service and to worship with you. So if you're at home today and you've been kind of checking out City Church, I just, this is a call, you know, like get, get on this side. Come, come to this side. We'd love to have you. We really would, you know, enjoy coffee, community, get prayer. We love to worship God with songs. I think you're just going to love it. So just get here, you know, like make that, 
make that declaration today. Like, I'm going to go there next week. Check it out. Love you. Be blessed.